Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in for Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we are joined by Sean Hawking from Cannabis Law Report, and Tom, Sean, and Miggy take a global look at cannabis legalization and make some predictions about who could be leading the industry within the next several years. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe to our backup YouTube channels, Miggy420 and Collateral Base, and sign up for our newsletter at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com so you can keep up with all cannabis legalization news. All right, let's get to the show. Oh, man, another Sunday. We've made it. So we're going to have the Activist Hour. And to join us on the Activist Hour is Sean Hawking, who is the, uh, what are you at the Cannabis Law Reporter? You're the founder. Uh, I'm right? the one-man band. The one-man band. Yeah, I make the tea and I do everything else. Well, you guys have like a daily email that goes out on Cannabis Law to most of the cannabis bar that I'm aware of. That, that's right, I do. I mean, I, I, my background, I'll give you a bit of background. My background is very exciting. Legal book selling when it existed, a lost art, and then legal legal publishing. Um, and when I saw what was happening in uh, Oregon and Washington and Colorado back in about 2015, I decided to start doing it for cannabis. So uh, I just built this organically, built a website, got a newsletter out, and just started uh, commenting on what I thought was happening. And I'm still here five years later. That's well, awesome. I've been uh, doing the commenting for about uh, two years, and I started building my newsletter um, about a year ago. And so we're doing okay, but nowhere near as large as yours. What is the the, the cannabis lawyer two hundred that I see in my email? Okay, well, I mean, what a, in in the league, in the publishing industry, especially in the legal publishing industry, there's a top one hundred or top fifty. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, I'm shocked. Lawyers with large toenails or lawyers Holy crap. with like long hair and all this sort of stuff. I got one of them too. Actually, yeah, everybody, everybody's got one. But and I've been I've been avoiding doing it. Yeah, but I, yeah I've been avoiding doing it. But I needed to make. You're uh, telling me that emerging lawyer isn't a legitimate publication? <laughs> well, is a cannabis lawyer a legitimate publication? So I just thought 
I've done. I've also done this process with with uh, with Lexis Nexus in the past, and with hired Andersons when Andersons still existed, and a whole lot of stuff. And there's no science behind it. It's it's it's. So anyway, I thought what we need is 200 lawyers, but in different jurisdictions and around the world. And I'm not going to pretend that you know all these people answered surveys and said oh, that lawyer was better. I'm with my knowledge. I'm just going to choose one or two lawyers in every jurisdiction in the US because we're still state and then a bunch of jurisdictions around the world that actually might be of interest to people who want to learn more or do business in other places. It doesn't exist. So I made it. Um, it's, it's year one. It's, it's great. I have to say that. Well, it, think about what happened with the uh, wine spectator. It's like, you know what we need to do? We need to yeah, score these wines and then uh, slap that sticker on them. You know, exactly. like, now you're you're an 89. Oh, an 89 by Wine Spectator. This is great. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because when I lived back in London in the early 90s and I worked with the guy who invented this concept for law, they all laughed at him. He had written a book for Penguin called that. Are you serious? Have you ever met a lawyer that doesn't have an ego? Like yeah. I have, I have a huge <laughs> ego and my ego is pathetic for a lawyer. It's like, well, yours, is, yours is pretty low key. I can tell yeah. you, cause I, you should, you should meet some Australian lawyers and then, then oh, you'd goodness. really, then you'd really know that ego. Uh, not, uh, just, not just lawyer, but I'd say anything in the cannabis industry, man, like you're dealing from activists to, to, entrepreneurs everybody's got a huge i'm the best well, that's no that's yeah you know, i was i was in this fantasy world i thought oh, you know what cannabis industry fantastic people are going to be a bit more mellow <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we can all laugh now but you know look mm. somewhere in, hidden in the subconscious we all had that hope that we wouldn't have to deal with those a types uh, mm. if we worked in in this sector and um i can roll a jo better joint than you can exactly yeah. <laughs> well I'm, I'm wondering now is everybody's moving you know nice people are moving into psychedelics because they think that might work that might work in that area they well There'll be less of that, but I, there's as much of that in 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 the psychedelics. I mean, but I thought that goes against everything that Joe Rogan's ever told us about psychedelics. It's supposed to be this ego melting existence while you're on it, and then after you get off the mushroom, suddenly your ego comes back and it's like. Yeah, very, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think the psychedelics just help us get over our mommy and daddy issues. That's all, and then you yeah. first fears on of death, fears of death and grandiosity. Yeah. And Sean, you're uh, on your that too that that list that uh, um is is available on your website, right? Like that's right. Yeah, you see it on the top right. Fantastic. So you just go in there, and we've created a you know we just used a uh, a bit of software. Oh, wow. Nice pictures with geo, so you can go in and choose um you know your lawyer from your state. And I say we're we're looking to build it. It's you know it's early days yet. I'm not going to uh, shout and yell about it. I know I should be shouting and yelling a bit more, but I'm not going to. Just say it's there. We want Do you people. Have Sorry? Do you know how backlinks work for uh, internet rankings? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a lot of that going on. And read the rubbish. Yeah. I, I couldn't say that in case any of the SEO people are listening, but that, that's essentially the, my only owner. I mean, you know, that's just the way. It, because I don't want to... I'm not getting sponsorship from big cannabis companies or other cannabis media or and, and lawyers... Uh, It'd be very nice to get them to sponsor, but it's, got, it's like getting blood out of a, not just blood out of a stone, but blood out of a stone within a stone within a stone. Yeah, but this whole thing's about networks. Like uh, looking at your site, you know, in this bottom right hand corner, CFN, we had them on the show, and then the, the Hobart, like you have a good network. Hobart, yeah. 
Hoban, uh, the Hoban Law Group. Now, Hoban, Bob knows what he's doing. He's very good at marketing himself, and he's very good at making internet. I mean, and part of the reason that I have him on the site and he's worked with me, I think, is I'm always looking for people who've got a global outlook. Um, if it's just a U.S. outlook, look, that's 95% of the market at the moment. At the but moment. Next 15 years, it's all going to balance out. And the thing that I'm saying at the moment that nobody's really paying much attention to is it's if you don't look at Southeast Asia, you're in trouble because it'll be just like any other industry on the planet. They will provide better product at a cheaper price and they'll work out how to do it. And if you don't pay attention now, you're going to be in trouble five or six years down the line. I mean, look, look what's happening in Canada already. You know, pumping it was a classic pumping billions into companies that are wasted on 4000 staff with ridiculous titles. And and then my favorite is everybody loving to, you know, the capital expenditure and all this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. The CapEx in, in Canada, it's like, well, we're going to grow some premium indoor in Canada. Thailand's like, we should legalize weed. We're Thailand. Remember back in the day, like actually BC Bud and Big Bud, I think, did like 20 years ago or so. Like there were some strains that came out of BC. But yeah. like the Thailand strains, those go back 40, 50 years. Or Actually, like the Vietnamese strains. I, I spent yeah. time in Thailand in the early 80s, um, traveling around, being a, a young guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm fully aware of what Thailand can provide. And I can tell you, you can have a double witch blueberry haze, but it's not going to get anywhere near a good old school Thai stick. No, yeah. the Thai sticks. Yeah. One day those like, I get why shouldn't that be an appellation? And that's one of the things they talk about in California. And I guess there was just a new law that came through in California about the terroir. And, yeah. I, and I'm assuming California is pronouncing it correctly because they, they have Frenchy cannoli. It was kind of spearheading it and they're fairly sophisticated in California. But uh, that that issue is is real in cannabis on a global level. Are there any um, uh, land race uh, uh, strains or cultivars from the Australia or Oceania? No, we just call it uh, bushweed. 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 So at the moment, I mean, most most of your your weed in Australia, which of course is the black black market, is is Australia is a big country. There's a lot of bushweed being growing out there, but it got we've got the same issues as the um, as the US. Look, we're, we're one of the most urbanized nations on the planet. Everybody lives on the coast in four cities, right. so the suburbs are full of grow houses. But in terms of there's a really interesting history with 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 uh, with weed in Australia because um, northern New South Wales, you might know the name Byron Bay. In from there is a fantastic weed growing environment. A place called Nimbin is sort of the, the centre of it. Nimbin and was that today, uh, Nimbin N I M B I N. All right, nearly a vendor. It's like a not in my backyard, and they're like, that's right. That's yeah, nobody yeah. wants us there. We'd be growing yeah. the weed right here in NIMBY, man. Yeah. They've been doing it there since early 60s. Oh, but they have they have a festival, right? And there's guys out there who are who they're interesting because they, they refuse to be drawn into this legalized environment. They're sitting on seed banks of amazing stuff and they're not sharing it at the moment. Uh, uh, so you'll learn a lot more about Australia if those guys are alive and if they regulate, because they, 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 there's an industry here been supplying a domestic market without any external 
for a long time. I mean, there's also sort of a bigger sort of mafia standard sort of black market thing going on that I could I could talk about, but you know, it's it's the same as it. You know, just imagine what it is in the U.S. on a slightly yeah. small scale. But thinking about yeah. what it is in the U.S., I mean, like we made this page so that people could you know access the information that's going on in the U.S. And I, this is just a, a plugin that we use on our uh, on our website, and it's just a map of the U.S. And then you can like click on a state, and you'll go to it, and you'll see like how many articles we've written about the laws, the license types, all those types of things at our cannabisindustrylawyer.com website. Please go there and sign up for our email list, by the way. Uh, and then, uh, hopefully, in the future, we need to get the global map out there, you know, and start talking about uh, what what country does this have? Sure. I mean, right now, they're basically like, nope. 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 Oh, Canada. Yeah. Uh, Colombia. Great. You know, uh, some Europe, some of Europe. You, I think you'll, it, no, it's, it's all down in Australia. It's like Australia's a really rules based um, society. Right. When the UN does what the UN needs to do, that is when the explosion starts. Yeah. What's yeah, that? Like in that, is when, that is when the money leaves North America and looks for better, cheaper markets to produce its weed in. Albania, Romania, anywhere in Southern Europe, uh, North Africa. I mean, you know, we, we, we haven't even touched on Morocco, Lebanon. I mean, as a kid, you know, in the UK, that you, you only associated smoking. You didn't smoke weed, you smoked hash. And you, th there was only one word, Leb, Lebanese. That was it. Oh, no, Moroccan, Lebanese, blonde hash. Yeah, I mean, like that's yeah. that goes way, way back. But then again, it gets right back to the terroir. And so there's terroir all over the the globe. Well, that's right. And you, I, and I, you, you will see these people actively put. Well, once the UN clears things and people can do stuff because the UN because the US isn't controlling what the UN does. Uh, you will see the the amount of uh, patent and trademark registrations around the planet will absolutely flick through the ceiling. Yeah. And it's illegal to get them now. Yeah, the yeah. UN will make a statement of some some sorts. Well, no, they, they've got a number. They've got a meeting followed by a meeting followed by a sub meeting, another meeting. The next oh, one is. Did they go to committee yet? Yeah, <laughs> committee about a committee about a committee. December, the next one, and they will put it off again. Well, and, yeah. I see. The U.S. doesn't influence uh, policy, but yeah, I always think there's still that little. We're going to push oh, yeah. it off. Well, I, I think now the U.S. will. It was. Let's say in in your dream world that the Democrats are getting back in. <laughs> Yay! It's, it's it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and then we go through this process where you know, we, but the, the Republicans still control the Senate, so nothing and, is and the Supreme Court by a yeah, yeah, blah 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 blah. You know, we can we can go on forever, but. Let's say we have a fantasy where everything's okay. I think the, U the first thing the U.S. will do is, is be uh, trade protectionism, and they will actually still apply pressure to the U.N. not to let everything happen too quickly. Because guess what? You guys have built the you guys have built the industry. Uh, you're making a lot of money. There's some people making a huge amount of money. That person's writing a huge check to a DNC or an RNC or both of them. They're like, ah, I like these guys. All right, yeah. well, uh, you you cut the half of the check from our large cannabis conglomerate to those guys, and we'll cut the ca the check to the large conglomerate of the cannabis to these guys. It's you, you buy off both politicians. That's just what you well, do. And yeah, and then you got to remember, you know, the money originally came from people like Peter Thiel, and they have a lot of political persuasion, not just nationally but internationally. Yeah, yeah. So I. I 
I see this endless round of confusion going on for quite some time because every it's it's you know it's 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 a sand it's a it's a standard industry sector. They're all trying to protect their own corner and their investments, and the investments are increasingly tied into Wall Street and you know how effective they are at protecting their investments. Do you think uh, internationally, though, like uh, here in the United States, uh, hemp and CBD has been the gateway to our people realizing it's not a horrible plant uh, nationally, though? Because like you're saying, Africa, we had a guest on earlier that uh, talked about how Africa has a, a growing hemp industry uh, nationally, though. Do you think that market might lead way into the cannabis eventually? It, it will. I mean, a perfect example, actually, is very recently in Australia, they've now just introduced rules from the TGA that's, that will eventually allow um, zero THC CBD products to be sold. I mean, I, I sort of call that snake oil, basically, because I'm, I'm never actually sure whether that does anything other than make people feel good about themselves and look good on packaging. But um, yes, um, hemp-based CBD products will, you know, they're an easy solution for people. They haven't got that scary THC stuff in it, you know, because God forbid you take something that actually makes you feel good. Just give them... Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Give, them a, give them a placebo with a nice bright package and labeling. Well, that's the thing that just, just grinds my gears so much is like, okay, Think about every product, every advertisement from Coca-Cola to McDonald's to Budweiser to Marlboro cigarettes, even frickin' you know, Febreze deodorizing spray. Uh, it all makes you feel good. And lo and behold, here's this plant that yeah. also makes you feel good. And it doesn't kill you. Unfortunately, it's completely illegal. And if you're caught with it, we will arrest you for the rest of your life because it's a dangerous substance. And this is like... Uh, it, believing in Santa Claus prepares children for cannabis prohibition because you're still just living a lie. You're just now older. And and I don't really like that statement, but like the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, it's basically a lie. And it's not yeah. believe it. It's not I mean, we can all hope that things change quicker. And I, I you know, look, over the long period, I mean, I, when I entered this, I thought, OK, this is like an ongoing 30 year project. Yeah, if we're fully regulated and legislated and as though we lived in Denver or Portland, Oregon, where you walk around the corner and there's a nice little store, nice lots of little bit of wood and, you know, nice millennial with something in their nose telling you something that, you know, and it's right. all relaxed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can do yeah. that. But, you know, but the reality is we ain't going to get there very quickly. And what? So this is, you know, people have to make money on the way. Hemp-based CBD is the solution that they have created for themselves to allow uh, the equivalent of a, you know, coffee. Because, you know, the, the way they always talk about this, it's going to be the next Starbucks of cannabis. It's going to be the next McDonald's of cannabis. It's going to be the next this of cannabis. It's like, I, I don't want cannabis versions of that stuff. It's yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> I want cannabis versions of cannabis stuff right. um, or cannabis versions of, you know, I, I, I don't know, Ken Kesey or <laughs> I, I, I don't want a massive nothingness 
um, you know, to, this is what made me laugh about MedMen. You know, they start, you know, <laughs> men, who are they? Where, where, what happened to them? Well, I'm, I'm very glad because they wanted to be the Starbucks of cannabis. I think somebody else this week wants to be the McDonald's of cannabis. I can't even remember who it is now. Somebody. That's hysterical. It's all garbage. Like, yeah. you know, that's the thing, you know, if I'm going to grow this plant and it's a particular cultivar and it's grown in a particular barometric pressure or in, in a different climate, like the, the stuff you grow in Thailand, you it's grown in Thailand. That's the yeah. only place you can really grow that stuff. And so if we're going to try to grow it in Texas or Arizona or the same strands in like some light depth greenhouses out there, different humidity, different water pH, different soils, different, different, different. It's not McDonald's. It's not Starbucks. It's not supposed well, to be the right. ubiquitous thing, you know? The most interesting thing is when I've been back in the UK and I talk to friends, you know, and we'll, we'll all admit that we, we smoke a bit of weed, is you know, the, 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 the conversation is around that Oregon stuff. You know, no. it's, you know, people are paying huge amounts of money to try and get hold of best quality organic weed out of Oregon. Somehow, you know, the, the vagaries of, 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 of modern transport get it there. Um, and they'll pay, they'll pay up to a thousand bucks an ounce for this stuff. Well, it's amazing too. Cause in uh, UK, like you're saying, um, they, uh, I've seen references online to Cali weed and Cali cartridges. Like everybody okay. There's a, there's a there's a good history and I, this is actually leads into an interesting conversation which I, I won't bore you with too much but it, in the uk when i was young it was all hash and then there was a, a selection of hashish from different countries and then there was uh sort of cannabis from southern parts of southern europe what happened is the dutch then came in and all they did is start producing skunk and anybody who smokes skunk for a period of time knows that their head hurts when they go to work the following day and the following. Oh, day. they must have been putting some bad stuff in this. Oh, they're putting some really bad shit in there. Hey, uh, changing topics for a second, but going back to skunk, does Australia have skunks? Uh, I wouldn't know because I'm a bushweed guy, but yes, those grow those grow houses in the suburbs of the city. That's what they'll be. Why are they growing it? Because it's designed for a 17 to 19 year old who wants to get off their faces, and they think that is getting off their faces. But like, do they have the animal? Oh, the animal? No, we don't have those sorts of animals. We have we have Australian animals like quokkas. So, uh, so these people are buying this stuff named after an animal, and they have <laughs> no idea that that's what that animal smells like. <laughs> Well, they do after they smoked it. <laughs> well, they got to tell them, be like, that's exactly what skunk smells like. If you know, have, I, like, I, like, I, you, I, you've been to America, so maybe like when you were driving. Yeah, well, I still remember I was up in, um, I was like up in Woodstock, I think, and we were renting a house, and a couple came through the backyard, and I thought, okay, now I know what a skunk really smells like. <laughs> now it's interesting because the UK's had it, you know, it's got its, it's got its weed culture like any other country. Americans think that, you know, most Americans think that the only weed culture is American weed culture. Each country has its own weed culture. And Especially the West Coast ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Especially the West Coast. The universe is just right here. What the hell are you guys yeah. talking about? <laughs> so, but, I mean, it's very, again, you know, the black market business in Europe is owned by specific sets of people. And it was the Dutch growing something that's easy to grow, easy to transport and will get people very stoned very quickly in not a very nice way but that is that's where people want to spend their money well, there's got to be something to that though like as far as a chemical inducement marijuana because i've never had uh well mexican brickweed gives you a yeah. headache that day like as you're smoking it because yeah. oh that's nothing compared to 
good old fashioned you're in london november and you need you know you, you're buying a an eighth or a quarter and it's always i can tell you i mean it's uh it's nasty stuff and it's so sad that you guys are so close to amsterdam that you have to go through that yeah but i've heard amsterdam's not all that no more no amsterdam's all over i think yeah. the dutch authorities had enough of uh, stupid english people coming and trashing their nice city well, yeah. i imagine the growers and, and stupid french to be honest oh well that's you know, too bad um uh you know because i i really remember going to amsterdam but it's been like 15 years now and uh and i'm, I'm assuming it's just gotten worse but then american weed has never been better like yeah. and now i get to grow my own and so like i just got done making a crap load of like tincture today and uh, and other stuff so if i do seem a little out of it i might be but no, well, that, um, that, that, that's it's all good I'm, I'm in australia where you've got to imagine it's uh not, it's reagan years Oh, oh gosh you guys have like say no to skunk campaigns well we have we you, you don't even want to know where we start with this sort of stuff well yeah, sean it, as we we're speaking in agreement because i love tom's analogy every time he talks about legalization as far as like santa claus and it's make-believe and then you then you have legalization where it's kind of make-believe as we we're talking how i asked you about the uh the capital and the legalization there could, could you tell the audience again the status of legalization in the capital so the status of legalization in the capital of Australia, which is Canberra, which is called the Australian Capital Territory. So think of it as D.C. Uh, it has its own local parliament, but it's ruled by the feds. So the feds have the final say, even if the parliament makes a law. That's the same, actually, interestingly, for the Northern Territory, Darwin, crocodiles, all that sort of stuff. They, they have their own parliament. But the feds can overrule that parliament at any time because it's a territory, not a state. So in late last year, the Labour Party, a Labour Party guy who's named Stephen, I can't remember his surname, brought in this legislation. Labour had the, uh, the, the, the upper hand in the House for three seats, I think. So he got this legislation through. That legislation basically says six plants you may grow for your own use. The issue with that is also within that legislation you can't actually purchase seeds um so by purchasing a seed you're breaking a law before you grow your plant and therefore and also i think the other rule is you can't smoke it with another individual so you know what they're trying to do is defund it basically grow but you can't buy seeds right you can, grow, you can grow it, but you can't buy seeds. And I think within the legislation, um, and I can I can send you guys some information there because it's 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 great stuff. Oh, um, we'll get we'll get ranked, you know, for the uh, content that we make, and then if we can just uh, get like five, six different search terms and, and be like number one for that, you know, we'll we'll run some subversion on Australian because like the Australian laws should change. This is some bullshit. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. And look, uh, we get gets us round to the discussion. New Zealand are voting this. Seven. Actually, New Zealand voted yesterday and me reporting from the future, as opposed to recording this uh, okay. prior to Sunday's episode, says, congratulations, New Zealand, for legalizing it with an S. You guys yeah. spell it different over there. That's right. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I haven't seen that yet this morning, so um, I, I, my inbox is filling up. Maybe that's what it's filling up with. Um, 
Yeah, the, the no campaign was working pretty hard before it, but it, it looked exactly the same as the no campaign in Oregon or California, oh, telling us everything was going to go to, excuse the pardon, go to pot. And of course, you know, it's gone to pot instead. So that's, yeah. uh, but New Zealand is an eminently sensible place for human beings. I don't know what it is in the air down there or the water. I've only been down there a couple of times, but um, they just, they have a, a sensible approach to uh, to the planet. Basically, so states. You see, the further you away from the United States, the better off you are. The United States sometimes is mad, but it's not as mad as it likes to think it is. Sometimes, yeah, it's it's funny. I was having dinner with my son last night, and he's got a friend who never wants to go to America because he might get shot as soon as he gets off the plane. I say, it's actually just relax. You might, but then again, that's the excitement of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was that was Monday night for me. I was eating dinner with. Um, my family, my baby, and uh, the mom and her other kid, and so reading. And then uh, we hear like cause we have fireworks in America because freedom. And so you hear <laughs> stuff like pop, 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 and you're like, ah, you know, it's about dusk. You know, the sun's about down. Finally, people might be shooting off some fireworks. I'm driving home after dinner, and no, they they shot up a gas station. And so like uh, there was. They have these little table markers. They look like like when you go to a restaurant, yeah, they're like here, take your table. And uh, no, those were just where actually they found the shell casings. And then you know, it's and then of course it's right across the street from a school. And I'm like, really, Peoria? Really? All right. I'm glad that Illinois is leading the country at just idiots shooting stuff up. Yeah. Oh well, it's uh, well, it's all gonna change, isn't it? No, no, it's not like that. We have this lady that might become a Supreme Court chief justice who caused a super spreader event a couple weeks ago, and they might walk back Roe v. Wade. Uh, they might walk back gay marriage. They might walk back cannabis. They might be like, I know what you're trying to do here, Congress, but no, no. That's well, just funny. They, just didn't yeah. let a, they just um, didn't want to sit on a cannabis case this what was the case? A couple of weeks in the last 10 oh, days? Yes. Yeah. But the yeah. Supreme Court is and I've been reporting on this for decades. The Supreme Court has always uh, declined to hear these types of things because they believe it's a political issue. It's yeah. such a political issue that they have not changed it for over 50 years. Yeah. You know, that, that Whereas Roe Ro versus Wade, of course, isn't a political issue at all, is it? No, of course not. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No, but honestly, I think legalization would make everything better. Like that social equity, social justice, uh, everybody has a chance. Uh, kumbaya type bullshit would happen if everybody did have a chance to have a plan of seed. Well, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but looking at California, and I don't know what you guys think about this, is is getting that balance between legalization, full regulation, and enforcement, but without enforcement – being something that appears to pick on one sector of society rather than another. And I mean, th this, for me, this is still just a, a discussion. I, I don't, I, I'm, I, I can't, it just doesn't seem to improve. They're trying, but they don't know how to do it properly. And I don't know whether they, they have to throw so much more money at it or whether it's just something that naturally happens over a decade or so. But it's such an entrenched uh, black market, grey market. How do you manage that that swap over? Because of what we're talking, eighty years, ninety years now. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Michigan business models where they have these micro grower licenses, and so 
Uh, now that's that's the catch 22. They always say, well, what do you need? You need a background check. And so, like, depending on what the background check penalty was, uh, you know, they, they, I understand violent felons and all that other stuff. But that's the whole point. Like the, the criminal justice system is about justice. You know, it's not necessarily about the crimes. It's supposed to be rehabilitatory uh, in the sense that you have paid your debt to society. Uh, however, it's it, it, some people believe in judgment and damnation and they like to point at people and say, you're the bad guy. You're the problem. It's the Nathaniel Hawthorne version of, of America. Well, the, the Puritans were so pissed off with England being too loosey-goosey that they said, we're going to go over there where Jesus is just a whole bunch of people that we need to murder so we can get them out of the way. And then and then it's all ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but, you know, it's interesting because you talk about the microgrowth. So that's great. They grow it, but then they don't have those networks to be able to be in a position to distribute it or market it or sell it. It, it to a way that fits into the current economic cycle of how the US operates. So how how is that managed? I mean, there's just, you know, you you push something down for so long that everybody wants and carries on consuming that a, a whole alternate economy is created that is proving, I think, much harder to shift than people thought it would. Yeah, it's, it's misguided law enforcement is what it is. You know, people still chasing that low-hanging fruit opposed to having, you know, a structured, uh, regulated market that everybody has a chance to put, you know, be a, a game in. But instead, like you said, they have to chase after certain groups, certain minorities, whatever, you know, uh, it's just not equal. Which is why I love doing what I do because I know I, I'm, I'll be doing this till the day I die. Because nobody's going to solve. We're, we're, you know, we're they're still fighting. voting for. They're still fighting for abortion rights. The we, we still got racists that won't like condemn white supremacism, and they're the president. You know, it's I like know, know. Uh, um, yeah. it's, the more things that go into the future, the more I'm like, we're just not moving. We just aren't. Like we just get older, we die, we stay in the same damn place. And the only thing that really gets better is this internet connectivity because, you know, I'm in Illinois, Miggy's in, in Washington state and you're in Australia and it's just all seamless. Yep. Yeah. And we can just add to the white noise mm -hmm. and eventually, uh, <laughs> and, all and, blends then, in. Yeah. And, and then our children will be doing it uh, instead of us and in, in yeah. talking about the same or something, you know, more, more hopefully, than the same thing. Yeah. Hopefully not the same thing. Cause it just seems like in this sober world where things are straight and clear minded, the policy that like, no, this is not the policy was written by sober people. That's all fucked up. Right. All Period. this, all this narcissism, all these lies, all this bullshit. And then like the real hard problem, I think, with the illicit market and the law enforcement uh, is that they support each other. You know, those that law enforcement gets to do the seizures and they get to have uh, their jobs because they're taking these drugs off the street. And then meanwhile, the people that are, are running the drugs they're going to have all this tax-free income and then they just have to pay off the law enforcement or their politicians a little bit so they can get through it. Yep. And wait, wait, wait till he, wait, wait till it gets, the whole idea gets loose in India. Then you'll see real chaos. Mm. <laughs> oh, they're nuts right now. Did you see, uh, they're using uh, satellites to find gardens out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, India is really interesting because it's a very puritanical Victorian sort of society still basically hangover from the Raj and just that, that whole range of things. And recently a couple of Bollywood stars have 
being caught, you know, with 0.0000001 grams of weed in their house and all this sort of stuff. And the Indian press has gone absolutely insane about the it. The home of ganja. Yep. The yep. home of Bang. The yep. home of Hindu Kush mountains. Yeah, uh, I know. I mean, I, I again, in my younger days when I was traveling, I spent a lot of time up in uh, in Manali, and those who know where Manali is will know why I spent time up there, and was also uh, spent a bit of time up in you know, a few months up in Kashmir, and uh, you know when you when you see how integrated this particular substance whatever you want to call it is in in society there and then you look from the outside and see the see the drama that's happening in this sort of urban sort of scare thing that's happening with a bit of weed it, it, it does make you laugh but uh, as i say it, it's all part of the being part of this sort of sector for the next 30 years is there's there's always something to write about and that's that's why the website's here because it it sort of you know, educate inform and hopefully amuse a bit as well and uh, you know you could create a whole tabloid cannabis newspaper website which at some point i will i will i will move on to because i think that'd probably be more fun than talking seriously about it the whole time because you're not not meant to apparently um we're, we're seeing a fat freddy movie coming up soon as well which uh with woody harrelson did did you see that this week no uh fat freddy when is yeah it yeah have you have you come across fat freddy before so um it's an old robert crumb um book i should oh, okay now, I remember Robert Crumb. He was a he was a uh, kind of a graphic artist in right. both, both aspects of the term, uh, because like his some of his uh, imagery would be kind of graphic, uh, and, but not like, you know, uh, violent, but, you know, pornographic. And then uh, it would also be kind of fun. And it had some yeah, it was uh, graphic novels. Right. Yeah, that's right. And he had Fat Freddy's cat and then three stoner guys. I think I always imagined they were based in San Francisco. I think he wrote it, wrote about three or four of them in the late 60s, early, early 70s. Um, right. They're a lot of fun. Apparently they've been turned into a movie now, as everything is. So, <laughs> so that, there's, there's a, that's another wrap up for the cannabis business for you. Just turn it all into one big movie. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can all I like the tabloid idea, because essentially you just have to lead with like every headline that comes out of uh, the official government position, like cannabis kills brain cells, says this government, and then just like refute everything. Like despite this study, that study, this other study, it still has it, says this, this arthritis. Never mind, you know. I know. Well, it's this week. It's curing brain cancer, and it's doing this, and it's doing that. Right. But uh, you know, my my favorite always, of course, Florida stories. So you know, I'm I'm oh. I'm glued I'm glued to a good Florida story. Like Florida man tries to pay for McDonald's with alligator. That way, if there was, if there's not an alligator in the story, it's 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 not a proper Florida story. Yeah, I, I, I might be uh, snowboarding in Florida here in another few years because I got some family down there, and like that industry might actually break open pretty good. So if it does, then I'll be like, huh, Florida man. It's going to be the new uh, water skiing capital of the world, I think. Basically, there's 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 not going to be much of much of Florida left. I don't think we're going to see most of it underwater, but. Uh, it's probably a good thing. I shouldn't say that, should I? In case anybody's listening from this, I'll just buy you further. Have you in Miami. Nobody afforded watching this. But I totally appreciate where you're coming from, Sean, because the, the cannabis conversation topic is always very serious and depressing. And uh, that's why on our on our main uh, Facebook page, I always try and just make jokes. Like it's always the the memes that 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 Tom likes, the savage mm -hmm. 
funny shit. I just want to make. I mean, if we can't laugh, I mean, why, yeah. why, why, why are we doing it? I mean, I, I don't get it. And that's why you know, this is your canopies, your auroras, your med men, your the guys who run high times these days. It's just like, please, all sticks up their asses. Yeah, but well, yeah, and like money, 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 money is yeah. because like that's the point of life is you're supposed to see how many zeros you can get in your bank account. And then you just give it all to charity or your kids become like Howard Buffett. Have you, Sean, have you heard about this Howard Buffett kid, Warren Buffett's kid? Now, was he, so was he getting, did he get anything from dad at all? You got enough. And now he like sponsors. Uh, so there's one county and he's on the sheriff board or something over in Illinois. It's called uh, Mason County or Macon County. It's where Decatur, Illinois is. And mm. it's the most anti-marijuana county in the uh, state because it gets Howard Buffett's money and he sponsors all this law enforcement stuff and, and anti-weed stuff. They voted out, like they, they opted out of having any cannabis businesses in their county. Well, at least in, in, uh, in uh, Decatur, I think some of the areas of the county said that, okay, we'll take this cannabis money. Come on. We're not we right now. I mean, it's interesting what, what interests me about Illinois, because yeah, I, I always look at Illinois on the same scale as I look California. Um, Whatever people are doing, they're doing it a lot quieter than they are on the West Coast. And it, it, from a distance, it's very hard for me to still sense Illinois, which way it really goes towards this or whether whether they're a bit like Oregon. It's just going to quietly sort of integrate. But you've got your certain areas where it's never going to integrate. Mm. Um, and then you'll get some good old fashioned Illinois politics involved. That's and, it. That'll that'll pop up, you know, like that recent um, handing out the licenses in in Chicago. Right. No, yeah. it, it's terrible. Like, and I, I have, and I, I'm kind of vocal in my frustration with it. And I, I can't, uh, contrast Illinois to Michigan or Oklahoma quite often. And I don't think that America is picking winners and losers. You know, why are you rich? Because the state said that I could be. Mm -hmm. um, that's 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 Russia. That's oligarch. Uh, you know, that's a Russian oligarch. That's not an American businessman. And so uh, there's a lot of regulation. The industry is very expensive uh, and that's going to stay. And so those regulations are there because of the prejudice against this plant. People think it's worse than Hitler. Uh, it's worse than Hitler on uh, heroin. And so because of that, you know, you're going to have these regulations. But at least you should have the ability to go into business, lose your shirt, you know, or, or make it. Uh, as the buying price, I don't know, buying price for for a dispenser in California is twenty million or something these days yeah. on average. I mean, is, is is Illinois the same as that? Or? Yes, it's ridiculous because they 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 only allow so many, and because they only allow so many, you have these uh, you know monopolies that are set up, and then uh, you have this huge perverse incentive to um, buy people off and to bribe people so that you can get that money, or to like threaten them so that you can get that money. Uh, and then a lot of the people that won turned out to be all these politically connected people that maybe spent a lot of money on it, knew the right people, went to the right parties, paid for the $10,000 dinners, uh, all that type of stuff. And that's just that's just un-American, in my opinion. You know, if you want if you want uh, the price of the product to go down, if you want the, the we call it the traditional market or the legacy market here on the show. Uh, if you want those markets gone, then you really need to open up the state so that if somebody wants to grow weed and sell weed you make it 
easy and accessible, but of course regulated, so it's pure. And Miggy always says lab regulation, like a farmer's market model, yeah, kind of like a farmer's market model. Yeah, is anybody really freaking going to become a strawberry millionaire? I mean, seriously, you know, if you take that profit motive out of it, so like that MedMen wouldn't be there. Like, well, we're not worried about big strawberry or big broccoli, are we? You know, why are there license limits? I mean, period. If they would have just uncap it and let people participate. You, you have a chance to fail or succeed, period. You're absolutely right. And that's one of the reasons why we have to remember this. The real dangers of weed. It is a sandwich featuring an eclair as bread. And then, Miggy, you, you created this meme. Uh, what is that in the middle? Is that uh, is that a BLT? I didn't create it, but I, I will eat that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that is our that's our Facebook page. Oh, Facebook.com backslash free THC, where Miggy shares the dankest weed memes. So please go there and give us a, a, a like because you actually have to. We've been shadow banned. That's so old. So you can't search for marijuana in, in Facebook, but you can go to backslash free THC and find it. And then you'll have all those memes. And that's kind of like why he likes to you know, provide this levity and make it funny because you're like, what's wrong with this and what the heck and how come this thing is and what I just don't believe it. And it's like, okay, there's a sandwich. Well, you know, uh, there's times to be serious. Uh, and I have a writer in New York called Terry Bull who writes for the you know, SEC type stuff. And she mm. writes some pretty hard hitting, hard hitting stuff. And she's, you know, not revealed her sources in the past and gone to jail because of that, which is why I work with her. Journalism and, and when she says stuff, you know, uh, we get some very, nasty letters so I, the, the thing is there's those sorts of guys are serious about the wrong things and when other people get serious about the right things which is normally the stuff that they're up to which they shouldn't be up to then suddenly that's that's not allowed and then of course if you in, introduce a bit of levity into what you do or what you say you know in terms of whatever media you're using they they, they use that as an excuse to tell other people not to take you seriously yep yeah, we look. We're, we're basically operating on diff in different parallel universes, and you just got to accept that fact. Um, you know, as they say, you know, as we as we all said when we were kids, you know, I'm a I'm a Clash fan, so it's all about the man, and they're the man. I'm I'm not the man. Right. Sounds like you guys aren't the man, but they're the man. I mean, you know, and that but the whole thing is the man these days pretends they used to like the Clash. It's just like that. Nah, you, you like you, know, you like what you saw on MTV. You don't you don't know who the Clash are. You're you know you're clueless. Oh, the Clash, yes, they uh, they have a small bank in uh, rural Nantucket. <laughs> Clash savings and loan. Also, let it just call in. That's all. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we go to find and follow what you guys got going on at Cannabis Law Report? Well, all you have to do is, because uh, I never remember the URL, just search Cannabis Law Report on uh, on that famous, you know, search engine thing, you know, with the G. And that's that's about it. And it was fantastic talking to you guys. And if I change my background to something a bit more sophisticated, please invite me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those nice little green screens from Amazon. I usually... Yeah, I, I think I've got to update my operating system also. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what the translation is from dollars to dollars in, in your dollars. Uh, uh, but it, 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 it's, called the South, it's called the Pacific Peso, the Australian dollar. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We will see you on Wednesday.